Give me a C. C-L-A-R-E. What's that spell? Everybody welcome to Sundays at 7. guys <laughs> that was the most interesting opener i think we've ever done <laughs> but it's because this is one of the most interesting and awesome guests we've ever had that is so true that's so nice the opening had to live up to what was the expectation of our guest mm-hmm. so that's everyone good. let's welcome claire sharp Woo! claire how are you feeling in this moment really nervous <laughs> Claire, don't be nervous. Although it's good that you're nervous because then it kind of tells people that you're a six because sixes are nervous a lot. It mm-hmm. is true. It is very true. Mm-hmm. So really quick, Claire, let's just get a little uh, quick um, just 30 second tidbit about your life and what, what you're what you're doing right now. Like as a job or at this very second? Or... <laughs> just like in your life in general. Job is good. Um, you a small group. Maybe mention that in there. Okay. Um, I am a medical assistant. I work at St. Joseph's and I have two dogs. And oh. I live by myself. Oh, what are your dog's <laughs> name? Rennie, R-E-N-N-Y, not R-E-M. Everyone thinks I say Remy. Um, and Cash. Oh. Also with a K. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Throw it up. I didn't name her, but I liked it. So, you a small group. Mm-hmm. What age group? Ninth grade, high schooler girls. And how's that? <laughs> um, it's good. Today, they finally answered my FaceTime calls during our, vi- our quarantine, virtual Aww. quarantine. Small group quarantine FaceTimes. They're the best. Oh, so sorry. Wait, it's still not loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that out. Okay, so, Claire, how did you find out about the Enneagram? Um, Randa messaged all of us in a group text. Randa, she's the common thread of everyone. Randa, shout out. Shout out. Yes, she had us join that little small group and told us that we had to take this test. I really wasn't going to do it, and then Michael Vickery yelled at me and told me to. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Vickery, so persistent in his yelling. Mm -hmm. He's such an eight. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. Such an eight. (laughs) Um, anyway, so, uh, how did you feel when you found out about your number. So you tested as a six. Mm-hmm. So actually, really quick, give us like an overview of a six. That way all of our listeners know. So what I gather is that a six is basically does everything based on trust, security. Um, they're security oriented. They have to feel comfortable in their environment. Um, but also like who they're around and who they're talking to. Like friendships are all based on loyalty. Um, and just kind of any relationship with any body and, and thing. I have to trust my animals. Before I like them also, I guess. But <laughs> just, they're just loyal. <laughs> yeah. Sixes are um, in the head triad with the fives and the sevens, which mm-hmm. means that they make a lot of decisions with their head. They think a lot. Mm-hmm. And so when a six walks into a room, they are thinking, am I safe here? And like, where are the exits? Sixes think what ifs a lot. Like, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Which is super great, which is, it's, it's kind of hard because. So it means they're prepared usually. Yeah, exactly. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. But um, yeah, sixes are head thinkers. And so they are always just like thinking through their, you know, decisions, thinking through their environments. Like, Claire, like when you walk into a room, like you said, you walk into church and you notice like specific people, like you notice where the security is, you notice like, is this safe? Like the exit, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. So you tested out a six. 
How did you feel when you found out that that was your number? Well, I didn't like look at the title and I knew I didn't know anything about any of the numbers. So all I saw was the number six and I was really upset because like everyone makes jokes and calls me like the devil and stuff in our friend group. <laughs> so I was like, really? Like of all the numbers that I could have gotten, I got that one. Oh, I didn't even oh, think yeah. about that either. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so at first, like I was upset and even when I told Michael, he like laughed at me about it and said that's perfect just for the number itself. But then actually reading it, I kind of didn't expect it to be spot on because I don't really like, I don't like personality tests. I just think they're, they, I don't know. I just think that they're just kind of like your, what's that star thing called? Horoscope. Oh, yeah, like Astrology I always think that they're like that. Yeah. Like I just think it's just like an Zodiac. Opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of thought it was just going to be like opinion that someone kind of wrote and it didn't really, I don't know. I just didn't care, I guess. And so then I read it because I didn't want to let Randa down and I wanted to try and see what it was like. So <laughs> I looked into it and I was like, oh my gosh, this actually is pretty spot on. And I was kind of blown away with some of the stuff that it like said in the book and on the little website tidbit. I love yeah. that she, that you didn't even know what it, what this, what any of the numbers were like before you took it. I love that you didn't know. I feel like that shows like how you couldn't, how accurate it is, I guess, because you couldn't like. Choose for yourself. Yeah, manufacture yeah. your answers would be a certain one. You're like, oh, I really want to be a three or whatever. You could just, you know what I mean? I like that. Yeah, it helped, like, going when you start, when you take the test, too, like, you, it's, I feel like they make it so long mm. so that you don't really have time to, like, overthink it. You just kind of have You have to, have to just, yeah. 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 Go sh with your first, like, inclination, I guess. Mm -hmm. And when I tested, like, I, all my numbers were basically all the same exact, like, a, amount of each of them, and then the six was, like, skyrocketed. Uh, and really interesting. I don't know if that skyrocketed is a word, but <laughs> it is now. It is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so this is just a fun question. But if your number could be personified as any animal, what do you think it would be? Okay, I decided to go with a deer because Ooh, a deer. A six has a kind of two personalities within itself: the phobic and the counterphobic. And I feel like a deer. There's a doe and a buck, and they're both kind of <gasps> different. So, like, a doe, like, runs away and it gets, like, scared easy, which I kind of feel like a buck does, too. But in the animal world, like, the buck is the one who, like, chases after, you know, the doe. So, I feel like the doe is, like, the phobic and the buck is the counterphobic. Ooh, that's that a good so answer. Good. Yeah. So, the six is actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot about it. But the six is the only number in the Enneagram that has two different types. And so, you could be a phobic six, which means you're, like, really in your thoughts a lot and you kind of like like you're like keep to yourself and you're really quiet and like kind of stand off to the side and like try not to like be around anyone or the counterphobic six um which is really like risky I guess um and like really like confrontational or like brave which is funny that like there's opposites but they're still like under the same number I think that's really interesting mm -hmm. that's the only number that has like two different like kind of personality types within it mm -hmm. which is crazy which one do you like fall under do you think I think counterphobic for the most part so um, you're risky yes I can see that I sure. think I like when I was a kid I was always a phobic and I was just really to myself like I internalized all my thoughts fears and mm -hmm. like all you know like a six like always has everything planned out in their head and like I kind of would always keep it to myself as a kid and then I realized you can't get anything done when you do that <laughs> so as I got older I kind of had to become like the counterphobic so I think that after seeing like when you vocalize it and you put it into action it kind of worked out better for me so I feel like I 
typically am a six for the most part. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> I counterphobic six. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's something like it is for every six because my little brother is also a six. And when he was younger, he was more phobic and more to himself and more, you know, but as he's grown up, he's like kind of gotten out of his shell more. And like, instead of inter internalizing all that fear, he'll like, like, I don't know, like hit it head on, I guess. Mm -hmm. And like, he's really outgoing in like certain areas and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, like maybe that can be for a lot of people you start out phobic and then you move to counterphobic once you get older mm -hmm. yeah so. it's like tea like when you like put on a pot of tea and it's like fine at first and then it boils over and it just kind of explodes yeah. like i feel like that's how the transition happens <laughs> oh, interesting yeah that is interesting I'm these metaphors here <laughs> okay so let's think back to months ago when you didn't know anything about this mm -hmm. enneagram none of us really did and if someone were to come up to you, okay, so now you know about it. So you were coming up to your previous self who didn't know anything about the Enneagram, and you were to describe a six in one word or phrase. What would you tell your old self that didn't know anything about the Enneagram? Um, I think that I like the way the book put it when they call it a loyal skeptic. Mmm. Yes. Like, I, because I definitely think, like, I feel like I keep using metaphors, but it's fine. <laughs> we love metaphors. <laughs> but, like, when I was when I was trying to put it into words, like, I think, I always think of, like, MySpace and how you have, like, your top four friends and they're your top four for a reason and then you have, like, your other friends. So, like, I, like, love all people equally for the most part, but there's, like, a certain point that people get when I, you are just, like, ready to put your wall down and you trust them. Like, they've made it kind mm. of to your top friends list and you're like, okay. You have quarter friends. Yes. I lost my train of thought with that. <laughs> Does that make sense, though? Like, those are your people. You're, yes. like ske you're skeptical, so you only mm -hmm. let so many people in yes. on what you feel. So, to get to that point, it's just kind of like, like, there's a lot. I, I hate to say it because it kind of sounds like I have to, I'm saying that I have to put my friends through, like, a test. But it's not that. But it's just, like, there's a moment in each, like, friendship where someone just does something and it like I, it just blows my mind how kind and how awesome they were and how thoughtful they were and I'm mm -hmm. like this is the kind of person I want in my life and then past that point it's just like loyal like I'll do anything for you anything you need yeah. any time mm -hmm. of day I'm there for you but I'm skeptical of people until they reach like that point I'm like I don't know your intentions I don't know your actions like I don't know why you're doing the things that you're doing mm -hmm. and until I can really get to the core of your personality I don't trust you mm -hmm. yeah that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. So, uh, moving on. We <laughs> talk about the Enneagram having, it's like a two-sided coin. So, on one side is the blessing, and on one side is the curse. So, what would you say is the biggest blessing about being a six? Um, definitely being prepared. Um, and I don't want to sell it to, like, say that I'm always prepared for everything, because I'm not, like, I'll always forget my phone charger and stuff like that, but I'll always have a Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> it's like, I, I just think that I always think of what is the most needed things before I go into something, and so, I guess that's kind of nice, like, going on a trip or something, like, always, like, being prepared for that, so that's kind of a blessing. Yeah. But I think the curse is kind of more of the like, overthinking things. Like, I overthink everything to the point where, like, I'll criticize myself internally or I'll criticize other people. Like, pessimistic, I guess is yeah. the best way to say it. Like, I always, it causes me always to fall into, like, a pessimistic point of view. Like, I just am too realistic about everything. I'm like, that's not going to work. That's stupid. Don't do that, you know. In this book, there's, it says, like, thoughts of a six. And it's, like, a little thought bubble around this guy. And it says, don't worry, the worst is yet to come. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, like, that, like I said, like, it is, like, 
So a curse, like you said, would be that you're pessimistic. But I feel like being pessimistic almost helps you to prepare for the worst. And so um, earlier we were looking at careers of a six. And one of the careers it said is people in healthcare. And Claire is in healthcare. And I think it's perfect that you are in healthcare because obviously when you're dealing with people and sicknesses and illness and, you know, all this stuff, like there reaches a point where you have to like deal good with the crisis and like you're good at doing that. Like there are, you have to make decisions quickly and like do this. And it's because you've already thought through every scenario like, Oh, this worst could happen or this worst could happen. And so when it gets to that point, you're not scared. That's why you're good at dealing with the crisis Mm -hmm. because you're like, Oh, I've already thought like through how I can, you know, manage the situation Mm -hmm. and you just like do it. And I also feel like sixes are big on trust. Like you were talking about, like it takes a long time for you to trust like for for you to trust someone and I also feel like because of that they're very like I feel like I can trust you yeah. you know what I mean like in a situation like that like sixes are really trustworthy like you can go to a six and you can trust that they're gonna you know because yeah. you're so skeptical about who you trust like that's people respect you for who you trust and it makes them trust you does that make sense? yeah, yeah. It does. It's really funny. I am a seven, as I've said 100,000 times on this podcast. You are? (laughs) And I wing to an eight, but there are parts of me that wing to a six, which is the prepared type. So let's just take this for example. Kayton and I, both sevens. Mm. Kayton never prepared. Never. Uh -uh. (laughs) Well, listen. Six was the lowest on my. You're prepared when it comes to like small group stuff. I'm saying like, let's go on a trip together. I will bring water bottles. What if the place we're saying it doesn't have water? I'll bring water bottles. I'll bring band-aids. I'll bring any kind of medicine that I need. Stomach medicine, headache medicine, anything. Like what if something happens? I'll bring it and I'm prepared for it. Mm -mm. I'm packing at 3 a.m. the night before. (laughs) Who knows? I'll probably bring a coat when I'm going to Florida. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just so funny that, like, we're both the same number, but, like, I can have qualities of a six, mm-hmm. and you'll have different qualities of a six, mm-hmm. you know? It mm-hmm. just shows how cool the Enneagram is. That it's just, just because you're, you test as one number doesn't mean that's who you are. You mm-hmm. know, you, like, branch out into different numbers, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Mm-hmm. What, what do you wing towards? Um, definitely a seven. Um, yeah, no, just a seven. Uh, the the other option for me was to wing towards a five, and a five, I think, is more of the phobic one, and I definitely... Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Like, I think that I like the knowledge that a five has. Like, I like, like, Googling random facts and stuff like that, but that's yeah. about the extent of it. But I think all, most of me wings towards a seven. Yeah. I'm just more, like, out there and mm-hmm. hyper and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> adventure. <clears throat> My adventure side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I really like going into this part of the conversation because I feel like one of the roots of the Enneagram is making us better relationally and as a community. And so how have you seen your number like play out in your relationships? And that's like in every type of relationship. It doesn't have to be a certain one. Just in your relationships with people, have you seen your number, you know, guide you in a certain way or whatever? I feel like it plays out in all relationships differently though. Like my... Like, we were talking about it in a Bible study with my brother-in-law and a couple of our other friends the other night. Like, I don't know. It was a Tim Tebow Bible study. And they were talking about, um, like, how do you treat your friends? Like, what is a friendship? What is true friendship to you and things like that? And for me, like, I don't need anyone to, like, ever go and buy me anything, do anything for me. Um, But I always think of the moments when, like, my friends really didn't have to have my back. Or, you know, family, too. That they didn't really, like, I was maybe being a brat. And I, like, they'll call me out on it. And I respect that more than anything when people are just honest with me and tell me how it is. But I also, like, the people who just kind of still take up for you no matter what. And still, like, have have your back. And they're still your friend even when you're doing something awful. 
Um, like that always like sets well with me. Like I, when we were talking about that and they asked that question, like the first thing that popped in my mind was one of the guys that um, was in there. He's been our friend forever. Like he grew up with me. He was like a brother towards it to me. And I never really cared about him that much that like I cared about him just like family. But like after there was a moment when like I was in the hospital with for one of my friends and he came in and he was just standing there like he was just there to support me. Mm. And just the fact that someone like drove all the way up to a hospital just to stand there and say, hey, I'm here for you. Like I remember moments like that with people like when they really, really were just so kind. And because he did that, like, I'm, you know, like anytime, I mean, if he stubs his toe or if some, if a man calls him dumb at a grocery store, like I will go into like a psychotic, like protective <laughs> and like jump after them or, you know what I mean? Like I would go through great lengths to protect someone who did something so small for me. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting to me that like, you know, as a six, you like could think pessimistically. Is that a word? So you think, like, bad thoughts or whatever, but, like, you remember those moments, like, so frequently about people. So it's, like... Every person in my life, I remember those moments. Like, I I don't... I can... Even, you know, like, fights and stuff, like, I can put behind me and, like, I won't think of ever again. But moments where people did something that, like, even the smallest thing, like, your dad has done a million things for me. (laughs) And your mom, too. But, like, just, like, any, any of those moments that, you know, someone really just was just so kind and thoughtful. Like, I can't forget those. But I am really pessimistic, and I'm really mean also at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it still stands. <laughs> I feel like sixes, like, when they have their people, that's their people. That's yeah. what I always think of. Like, yeah. I really, my sister hasn't taken this test, but um, I feel like she's a six because when she has her, like, people, like, she will, those are her people, and she will do anything for them. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean she doesn't have other friends, but, like, once you're in that inner circle of her real relationship, she would do anything for you yeah 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 my friends would also probably get on to me though and make like because I'm not also I'm by no means like a perfect or kind friend like when they mess up I'm still really like the pessimistic person that's like you're being annoying like this is ridiculous stop <laughs> but even though like I'm quick to like call them out maybe not even be like that great of a friend with my words <laughs> I would still do anything and like have their back for oh, anything yeah. I feel like it could kind of like relate to a one like the pessimism like the because they talk about the inner critic with the one the pessimistic side isn't coming out just to be mean it's coming from a place of I love you and I care for you and like I just want to see you do something like really well Mm -hmm. you know so it just comes out in that way but it's not coming from a Mm -mm. bad place it's just coming from a you know, I want to see you succeed, so I'm just going to tell you how it is, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or I want to, I want to make sure that you know I'm safe, and so I'm just going to and be prepared. Like yeah, I'm... exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely wouldn't say that I'm ever like rude to someone to hurt their feelings or anything. Yeah, it's always just like, like because I think things out. I'm like, okay, well, if I try to cater to your feelings, or if I try to, you know say this kindly, like, we're just going to go around and around for a couple hours, and we're never going to get to the point. So maybe if I just tell you bluntly the way it is, we can just move past this and fix it, and then your life will be great. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's just kind of like a, I've already thought all the situations through, so we have to do it this way. Right, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've talked about the blessing, we've talked about the curse, and how it works in relationships, and we've talked about, you know, like, the more positive side and the more negative side of the six, both of them. What is maybe a passage of scripture or just one verse that you lean on really heavily? I think it's Second Corinthians five seven, but I also always forget it. So let me just double check. It up real quick. <laughs> yeah, let's just. It's look on it. my Facebook profile picture, like you know, like it's a little about me thing. Oh I yeah. It there. So I saw this verse like probably ten years ago before I ever read this book. It's Second Corinthians five seven, and it's for we walk by faith, not by sight. 
And I thought it was ironic because in the book, they have like these little quotes in it. Mm -hmm. And in there it says, faith is a place of mystery where we can find the courage to believe in what we cannot see and the strength to let go of our fear of uncertainty. Mm. So like, that's weird. Yeah, I thought that was really strange because that's what it made me think of. And I was like, is this verse going to be in here too? Like, maybe they thought this. <laughs> but to me, it was just, it. it's, I feel like it's kind of God's way of reminding me that, like, for my personality, the way that, like, I overthink things and I'll get lost in thought. And, like, that's where the fear comes in. It's like, I've, I've thought of all these scenarios and all of them are worst case scenarios. There's no good choice. So, like, I'll just kind of drown in the fear and worry. But I feel like that's just kind of God's way of, again, telling me, like, you can't. You, you don't need to see it. You don't need to understand it. You don't need to know what's coming. You just have to have faith and the trust in me. And if you just kind of focus on that and let go of everything else, then that's how you, like, ease your anxiety and kind of let it go. That's good. Yeah. I feel like that's the only true cure to ease anxiety. Like, you can try yeah. it all these different ways, but that is the only true way to ever really ease it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, can I, I want to refer this book that she's talking about. Is, have we ever referenced this book? I don't know if we've actually ever know. said it. It's called The Rug. Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stable. 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 Mm -hmm. And um, this, stable. Is, this is the book we read in our group that we had. So if anybody wants to like know a lot about each and every number, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's called The Road Back to You. And Susan Stable actually wrote another book. It's called um, the, the Path or the Road in Between Us. Um, and it's very, very similar to that mm -hmm. one. But I think it's more about like, it's, it focuses on more of your relationships, mm -hmm. I guess, instead of just your self. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. just if anyone wants to, yeah, just a couple learn more about plugins yeah. there. Um. So, as we're rounding up around the finish line here, <laughs> um. So I feel like six is like a pretty, like, I don't know. I feel like I know a lot of sixes. So if you could give six advice, six is the most is it common, the most common? It's the most common. I was going to say that, number. but I was nervous that that was wrong. Yeah, I feel no, like it's I read that it's somewhere. It's true. Yeah. So, do you have any advice, like, for other sixes in the world? Um, I would definitely say not to overthink it because at the end of the day, what's going to happen is just going to happen. I think that if you focus on the stress and all your fears of what's going to happen, like most of the time it never plays out the actual way that I think it's going to, mm. just like probably for everyone else. So I think just like focusing on the fact that you can't fully just change, you know, what's going to happen. So just letting go and trusting in God and just enjoying the ride I guess <laughs> yeah that's true so uh final question how do you bring the gift of a six to your church or community um for me I'm a small group leader to high school girls um I've been one for I want to say like five years now maybe maybe not that much but um I feel like the biggest thing for me and mine is just making sure like my girls know that they can trust me and that they can come to me because you know a lot of the girls that we've had and students that we've had in general don't always have like an outlet or someone that they can turn to and trust for mm -hmm. topics that maybe you don't want to tell your friends but you don't want to tell your parents so we kind of provide a middle ground for them so just kind of making sure that they know that like our loyalty is to keep everything a secret be here for you do what we need to do to make sure you're okay but also just listen to you and just be that shoulder to cry on for them yeah oh I feel like that's so good I feel like that is, I've been trying to think this whole time of what, like, how you would answer this question, and that's so true. I feel like sixes are so good at being that, that middle ground where people feel like they can be trusted by you and trust what you're going to say because you are so loyal. You know, yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like community leaders, well, in general, would be 
like as a six, like they're so important. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Also, when you have high school kids, they oh, kind of need to be called out yep. on some stuff that they yeah. do, and you're not afraid to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's also true. I didn't really think about that. Which is good <laughs> and a blessing, because yeah. some people are not confrontational, and, you know, con confrontation is just, it's not everyone's gift, but that's your blessing that you bring to the community. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. Also, maybe a curse. <laughs> <laughs> we all have them. <laughs> well, Claire, this has been so this fun. So good. Well, thanks for having me. I didn't. Okay, yeah. so when I took the text, the six was the lowest on my thing, and so I've always been very intrigued by this number and why I was so low in it. Which now I'm kind of sad that I'm low in it because I'm be more like you. So. <laughs> I feel like yeah. every number's kind of like that. I'm like, oh, I wish yeah, I were. Yeah, I know. Now that you've been talking, I'm like, man. So I want to be a six. We can wing to a six a little bit. Okay, I'll, I'll try. My lowest one was a two, and I was really upset because I was yeah, like, I like too. to help people. Why is that not higher? <laughs> me too, me too. Anyways, thank you, Claire. And everyone, thank you for listening. If you have any questions for Claire, you can... Uh, ask them. Ask them. We would love to answer them. Give her those questions. We can have her answer them for you. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, next podcast... Oh, gosh. It's going to be crazy. Okay? You thought this podcast was crazy? Next podcast is going to be even crazier. <laughs> we are talking about the sevens. Whoa. I don't know any sevens. Actually. Yeah, I don't either. Dang, how are we going to find someone to interview? This is going to be hard. Um, anyway, so thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Claire again. This has been Claire, so fun. thank you so much for doing um, this. Uh, but we are so glad that you could join us. And please come back next week to listen to... You have to say this with this. Oh. Sundays at 7! <laughs> Bye, 